is an audio platform created to educate, inform, and empower women to take charge of their physical and mental health. Join Shalana Battle and her occasional guests as they discuss many issues and health topics that concern women. While many health tips and advice will be discussed on this platform by licensed professionals, it should not take the place of seeking help from your own physician or therapist. If you feel that you need professional advice or medical assistance, do not hesitate to contact your provider. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for episode 41 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shalana Battle. We are now in December and it is the last month of the year. I feel that December is definitely a time for reflection. It's a great time to take a moment and look back and celebrate all of your achievements from the previous 11 months. Throughout the year, life just really throws us so many distractions and curveballs that we often forget to just stop and reflect on our successes and our accomplishments and our many blessings. But it is so important that we take time at least once a year to look back at our journey and celebrate the good times and the things that we have achieved. However big or small the achievements might be, we need to take the time to just sit back and reflect on them and celebrate them. And Another thing I want to say is don't wait until the new year to start making changes and setting goals. Now is a time to reflect on what went wrong this year, what improvements and changes should I take into the following year. Now is a time that we should reflect and identify the things that held us back from being successful or being our best selves and just leave them in 2021. I believe that 2022 is really going to be a year of positive transitions, blessings, successes, and also answered prayers. So we really have to stop and reflect and put ourselves in a position to receive everything that is coming our way. And speaking of reflections and taking time to pause, the eavesdrop podcast will be going on a hiatus from December 5th to January 5th. And I like to call this hiatus a quote unquote working hiatus. I'm not just going to be on vacation. (laughs) I will be strategizing and planning the show for next year. I will also be working on a few projects. There will be, um, one special episode this year i can't go a whole month without doing anything so we'll have one special episode this year featuring the wind down crew um caroline and alita and myself and a special guest so please definitely stay tuned and feel free to enjoy the previous episodes there are 41 episodes after this one today there are 41 episodes so you have so much to go back and and reflect on from this year and make sure you go to the website the eavesdroppodcast.com and subscribe to the mailing list to be updated with some new things that we will be doing for the show next year now for our last episode of the year i have a special guest I have invited my close friend and sorority sister, Nicole Johnson. I invited her to the show and we are going to have a candid conversation 
discussing a topic that I believe is important to every woman. And that topic is the topic of friendship. Um, I chose this episode because I think that companionship is so important to our mental health and having close friends and companions really has its benefits. But sometimes our friendships can also have its challenges and this too can negatively affect our mental health as well. And the topics were inspired by a few blog posts that we read together from the Therapy for Black Girls website. And I just want to explain a little bit about Therapy for Black Girls because I really think that this website is so beneficial um, in so many different ways. And Therapy for Black Girls is an organization and it is an awesome online source for women seeking ways to improve or strengthen their mental health. It was founded by Dr. Joy Harden Bradford. She is a licensed psychologist and she's also the host of the podcast Therapy for Black Girls. And it is full of resources and content that was designed to help black women achieve optimal mental health. And the information we discovered while browsing the site um, about the challenges of friendship was limitless. There was so much to choose from to talk about. And we chose a few of the common ones that we think that most women really go through with at least one of their friendships. And uh, we just want to have a discussion that we hope you will find enlightening. So without further ado, here is the conversation. Nicole, hey sis, how are you? Hello, I'm good. <laughs> how are you? Awesome. I'm doing the same. I am doing lovely on this evening. And I just want to introduce you to my audience, y'all. This is my line sister, Nicole. We went to the same college, pledged the greatest sorority ever, Delta right. Sigma Theta, and we have been connected ever since. So thank you. Welcome to the eavesdrop. I am so excited to have you on the show to have a candid discussion about what most of us with tight-knit circles have questions and concerns about. Today, we are discussing the F word, <laughs> not the oh. F bomb, <laughs> but the word friendship. And um, as close friends and sorority sisters, and even with our outside friendships and sister circles, we have experienced both joyful moments and not so pleasant moments with our friendships. And as people who have long-term fr friendships, it is no secret to us that friendships may have its challenges. You know, I think any relationship, romantic or platonic, will have some sort of challenge because, you know, we're all human. Yes. Yeah. And so um, regardless, friendships and sisterhood is a beautiful thing. And it is definitely a necessity that every woman should have. Everyone needs someone in their life that they, they can depend on that's going to support them. You know, I don't care if you are an introvert yes. or, <laughs> or not. not everyone, right. Everyone needs companionship. So we are about to get into an awesome discussion about the ups and downs of everything you would want to know about a friendship and sisterhood. But before we get into that, can you tell our audience a little bit about Miss Nicole? 
So where do I start? So I know you had asked me to talk about She Is Me, which Mm -hmm. is a business that I started back in 2016. She Is Me started because of the fact that I I know I have a calling in a ministry in which I'm needing to inspire and motivate women just from my own personal life experiences and with my background being in um, therapy, me having my master's degree in therapy, um, currently pursuing my license here in Florida. That's just something that is just innately in me. Um, so she is me started 2016 and pretty much the whole sole purpose of it, the mission statement is to help women peel back the layers of their life. And so that hopefully gives people just to understand that I am a female, a woman who pretty much is in her almost 40 <laughs> and is just trying to figure out life and do it in a way that helps to inspire other people as they're watching me live life. So. And then that just fits so perfectly in our topic today, because once again, it's about women supporting women. So today's topic that is up for discussion, were inspired by a few blog posts from Therapy for Black Girls. And the first topic is how much advice is too much advice. And I, I picked this topic because first of all, I like the article that was on the blog. And I picked the topic because in friendships, we tend to go to our close friends and our confidants for advice. But according to the blog post from Therapy for Black Girls, there is a such thing as providing too much or receiving too much advice, which was kind of shocking to me because I tend to go to people in my circle for advice all the time because I really truly value their opinion. And I know that we are on the same wavelength and, you know, and they may see things from a whole different perspective than I would have seen it, which can help me or guide me into making um, the decision that is right for me. But when, when do you think it becomes too much? I think that, um, that it's good to have advice or get advice from friends. But I think that when it, as as it concerns the article, because I did get a chance to read it as well, pretty much they should be a sounding board. So they shouldn't be the voice that kind of helps you to make the decision, but they should help you to, to help decipher between the decisions. Like, you know, I'm faced with this and I don't know what to do. So you should be the one that's kind of giving them sound advice, but not the full advice. I think too much advice mm-hmm. is when you're taking their word and making it like, okay, so th- they said to do this. I should do this. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. discerning, discerning it, making sure that, okay, this sounds good, but does it sound good for me? And also considering the source, like, is this person giving me something because they've been here before and they truly have my best interest? Because sometimes our friends are giving us advice from their own personal experience, but it doesn't mm-hmm. apply to our experience or what we're going through. So mm-hmm. I think that too much advice is when their opinion matters more than what you feel right for you yeah yeah I'm right there with you I think it becomes too much when you solely depend on your friends for their advice because you don't value or trust your own judgment and that was one of the things that the article had mentioned as well too and another thing that it mentioned um, is when you solely depend on the judgment of others for every decision it can take away your own personal accountability for making your own decisions and it can also place the responsibility on the person who was providing the advice. Um, And, and, you know, in some dynamics and some friendships, this can become a burden for the person who is always given the the advice and that can definitely strain the relationship. 
Absolutely. And I like to always yeah. like reflect on personal experience. And I have a friend that she would always come to me in the beginning. I thought that was my role. You know, as you grow mm-hmm. in life, you kind of realize your roles and you're like, I don't want to be responsible for your decisions. And yeah. one time she said to me, but you told me to do that. And it's like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> I was giving you an opinion. <laughs> so, and that really yeah. is like, as you grow in friendships, which you should grow, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I think, but I want you to also think about what you want to do for yourself as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it also depends on the dynamics of the friendship, like you said, because maybe there are some people in that circle who just like giving the advice. For me, I like it when my friends come to me and they ask for advice and I'm I'm always happy to provide the advice. Like I'm not the, the, the person who gets stressful, but I, I guess in a a relationship where there's someone who just constantly gives advice and they don't really like playing that role so I guess it just depends on the dynamics of the the friendship yeah which goes back to consider your source Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that also comes back to the biggest thing is knowing thyself and sometimes Mm -hmm. we're still learning ourselves so that's important too when you know yourself and who your source is I don't want to get too Mm -hmm. spiritual that also helps you to guide and discern who you're receiving you know um, right yeah 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 and um another thing I thought about too when I read the article is that I think it really becomes too much when you are expected to adhere to the advice like if you're the person who is um accepting the advice the person who gives it expects you to adhere to it like for instance you may ask your friend's advice on something and she may give you the best advice ever so she thinks (laughs) and then you you do the complete opposite of what they may have advised you to do. And then you get backlash from them because you didn't do what was advised. And it's like, well, I told you to do so-and-so or you should have done X, Y, and Z like I told you. So if you would have listened, this would not have happened. And I'll raise my hand and say that I have been on both ends of that spectrum before. I've been that person who didn't take the advice. And I think I've also, in some occasions, been the the person who has given the backlash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think in a true friendship, um, we have to be able to provide advice and also be gracious when our friends do the latter and do not have a good outcome Um, because ultimately it is their life and you know they're just coming to us because they value our opinion and um, you know and they should learn and be able to be comfortable and feel comfortable with making their own decisions regardless of how we felt about the situation yeah and I can, yeah. can I just say one more thing before we finish this mm-hmm. um, is that a lot of times you see that happens whenever a girl is going through a, a boyfriend issue and it's mm-hmm. like, he's doing this. What should I do? And that's right. to me, I find myself <laughs> holding my friend to the highest level whenever I told her, <laughs> don't do X, Y, and Z with him or, you know, anything boyfriend related and she, or not boyfriend, but just got, you know, um, need, like, relationship, you know, advice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I told you not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely is because that's what true friendship is all about. You know, being able to mess up and and still being able to um, go back to your circle and not be embarrassed and not be ashamed and knowing that you're going to get the support regardless. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the next topic up for discussion is 
knowing when to reevaluate a friendship. And this can be really, really difficult, especially when it is a close friend or someone you really care for. Um, the article discussed some signs when we should consider reevaluating a friendship. And a few of the things that they mentioned is you want to reevaluate a friendship when they can't be happy for you or if their happiness is contingent upon your sadness, or if everything is a competition, like you are always competing or somebody has to be a one-upper, or if they are over-judgmental. And if you can just piggyback on the article, like what are some reasons you feel like a friendship should be reevaluated? So like I said before, personal experience, I actually have um, dealt with that in a personal friendship and I've, I've dealt with that one person all those different topics and I had to reevaluate because I had my sounding boards and getting opinions about should I continue in this friendship which is a weird thing to even ask another friend because um, mm-hmm. you never think about continuing friendships but it is something you have to consider sometimes and I think for me it depends on where that person is in life and mm-hmm. how, I think it always goes back to how much investment you put into the relationship is because the relationship friendship to me I always see them as equally the same so if you've invested a certain amount of time with a friend um and they may be going through a shift in their life that's completely opposite of yours and it continues to grow apart then you know I think that it just gradually happens without you even trying to say to yourself should I get out of this you know or should I not be this person's friend it just gradually just shifts apart without you trying. It makes a decision on its own. Right. Um, whereas sometimes if that person is shifting or they're going through something in their life and you just need to give them grace and maybe you need to do some self-evaluation within yourself too, um, then I think that's when you're at the crosswords. It's like, okay, so is this a time where I need to be shifting away from this person? Is it going to just gradually happen? Or is this they're going through something right now that I need to understand and give grace and also do some mm-hmm. self-reflection. Yeah. Right. And that goes right to my point. You know, I don't think that reevaluating a friendship only means to end it. Um, when we think about this topic, it's like, okay, these are the times where we need to end it. But sometimes, you know, friendships and relationships, they hit a bad spot. Yes. That you have to kind of work through. And sometimes you just have to stop and just reevaluate. Um, Take a break. You know, yeah, or take a break. And I think there are many ways we can reevaluate how someone plays a part in our life without actually cutting them out. There may be some instances where they deserve to be cut out, but in other cases, um, maybe this is a friend who you love, but yes. you have to love them from a distance, you know, yes. because you don't have the mental capacity for their antics or your paths in life, like Funny. you said, have just changed. <laughs> yes. You know, mental capacity uh, is a big one yes yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yes exactly and i agree when i think about us talking about it more what i think about is you, sometimes you come to a point in your relationship which i think a lot of women struggle with which is saying how do i effectively communicate mm-hmm. what's bothering me in this relationship because right. i guess we think it's female so that's what you do with your boyfriend you don't do that with your girlfriend and then mm-hmm. a big one that i really dig deep with but I challenge women who are listening right now to ask themselves, how is my relationship with my mother and how do we communicate? How do we trust? Because that tends to show up in friendships with other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So yeah, it's yeah. just it's a challenge. I mean, relationships are challenging and girl mm-hmm. friendships, they can be more challenging sometimes than than relationships with the male, you know, with mm-hmm. your counterpart. So yeah. yeah. And communication is key. Like you can't just stop talking to someone or cut someone off because you feel like they did something wrong without actually communicating with them, especially if you feel like there's someone who you can really talk to um, and trust. Because a lot of times with situations like this, communication is what's lacking. Yes. You know, and then sometimes um, what, what mm-hmm. happens is that you come to a point in the, in the friendship where you used to feel comfortable communicating, but something mm-hmm. has shifted and has rocked the boat so much that you're like, I don't even feel comfortable communicating the way I used to. So mm-hmm. it's, it's about finding the right way to communicate the right, because timing is everything, the right time, the right way. And knowing mm-hmm. that person, if you know your friend, you know what they're receptive to. So, right. Right. It's, all of this is definitely good advice. I hope everybody out there is taking notes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, <take> <laughs> I never thought about this, Shalana, even just the thought of yeah. not every friendship has to be reevaluated to mean anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. It doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you know, stopping in your tracks, taking a break from each other, sitting down, evaluating what's really going on, sitting in your feelings. Why do you feel this way about somebody who you're close with? And just try to just come to grips with how you're really feeling. And then if you feel like at the end of the day, this relationship is just too mentally draining for me, then, you know, you have to do what you have to do. But I don't think it just means like right away ending the friendship. (laughs) And then there, like you said, and we both Mm -hmm. have said, and then there are times when there is a need to end it. If it's just mm-hmm. a detriment, if it's toxic, if it's right. unhealthy. And um, I think sometimes we confuse being unhealthy with our unwillingness to communicate too. Because just mm-hmm. because you don't, because you're being stubborn or being prideful and you don't want to talk about what's bothering you, feel like that person should know, doesn't mean that you don't communicate. And I think that, so mm-hmm. it's just finding that healthy balance of, am I in the right head space to, understand, to evaluate what's going on? And now can I also effectively communicate what I need? And are they receptive? So the next topic was um, inspired by an article about grieving adult friendships or grieving the breakup of adult friendships. And I like the fact that they specify adult and adult friendships because as kids, a breakup meant we got in a fight yesterday in the sandbox and tomorrow is all (laughs) forgiven. <laughs> but yes. oftentimes, as an adult, there is no turning back after a friendship has ended. And, you know, the loss of a longtime friendship can, you know, really cause a lot of grief and feelings of depression, especially if you are used to talking to this person daily. You're used to confiding in them and doing everything with them. And so, you know, it, it can lead to depression and feelings of loneliness when you're no longer able to just be around the person on a daily basis. The article talked about the loss of a friendship and it started out with this passage of the, the author just talking about how she actually lost her friend to death and how she felt about it. And I want to read it and then sum up her questions about losing friendship. So... It says September 26, 2018 was supposed to be a standout day for my best friend, Shamara. I imagine we would have sung happy birthday, the Stevie Wonder version, of course, enjoyed a great meal or big bash even, 
mainly just spent time together marveling at how old we are now from our first meeting as high school freshmen in 1993. We would have lovingly reflected on how long our friendship has endured through all the triumphs, heartaches, headaches, and only you would understand moments. What a day it would have been honoring my best friend on her milestone 40th birthday. But we didn't celebrate the way I envisioned. 17 days after her 34th birthday, Shamara surrendered to a noble four-year battle with pulmonary hypertension. I spent this special birthday honoring my friend in her absence. Tickled by the shenanigans we devised in our 19 years of friendship, even at the stage of development, I miss her connection. I miss her severely and yet so tenderly. She is still the most kind, spirited, and gracious person I know. She was the one who knew of my deepest aspirations. She was the one who saw my flaws as is and still looked beyond them to dream so big for me, grander than I believed. Such bonds are so precious and needed throughout a woman's life. Recognizing the impact of this loss prompted me to consider the different wounds Black women sustain in sisterhood, including the demise of adult friendship. The breakdown of bonds, once so fierce, but ultimately divided by misunderstandings, lack of commitment, or even life transitions such as budding careers, marriage, and parenthood. As a defense, some women may offer a warning about the dangers of sisterhood. See, that's why I have more male friends. I've heard that before. Why do many women relate to the aching hurt and sting of the termination of friendships, particularly those that blindside and leave you cultivating your own closure? Why do relationships conclude in this way? And when they do end, how do you heal and grow through loss? So what did you think about this article, Nicole? I mean... <laughs> The article touches on so many different um, variables and it speaks to just why that support system and that friendship sisterhood is important. I personally have lost some friends, not super duper close, but close enough to where it did sting. And honestly, when I thought about this topic, I thought about just if I can't deeply connect to it, I can connect to the fact of having to be with a friend who has lost a loved one a close one to them and how that um, changes a friendship. So even if you are someone who has never lost a close friend, have you ever had a close friend who lost a parent or a sibling or a grandparent and that affected the friendship? Because I definitely have experienced that where their loss became my loss and I had to grieve that friendship mm -hmm. um, and, and give it time and space to rekindle itself mm -hmm. back but it was not easy one of the things she asked was why do many women relate to the aching hurt and sting of the termination of friendship particularly those that that blindside and leave you cultivating your own closure like there's no sit down and an ending of the, the friendship like we've come to the conclusion that we can no longer be friends like you said earlier it just concludes itself mm -hmm. you and know why does that and happen yeah. And why does yeah. that happen so much? When I thought about it, like to answer that question, I think, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of our relationships and friendships that we come across are seasonal. 
And this means that it's only meant for a while and for a purpose. And some are meant to be forever. I think that this sounds so simple, but it is a concept that people fail to remember when they form relationships. And when we have a strong connection with someone and we become friends and confidants, you know, you want the good times to keep rolling. You want it to be forever. But the truth is that that friendship may only be there for you to learn something about yourself or for that person to pour into your life and you to pour into that person's life at that present point in time that you guys are friends. Um, And when the purpose has been fulfilled, it just might be time to say goodbye. And the transition just might be, no communication yeah it might not be any communication you might just grow apart I've had several friendships like that um you know you just grow apart and you know like you said earlier you didn't want to get too spiritual but I just feel like sometimes when God knows that you're not going to end the friendship when it's time to end sometimes he has a way of just stepping in and just being sovereign I also thought about something that I think is important just to add in my favorite person, my mentor in my head is Ayala Vincent. And she said something that when I was watching one of her shows that really resonated deeply with me. And that is, and I don't think we think about it in this way, but it resonated. And then she basically says that whenever somebody removes themselves or disconnects from you without an explanation, just an abrupt disconnect, that's an act of violence. And it leaves a stain. Mm-hmm. And it, so there are times when it, there is just a separation and it just mm-hmm. gradually, you know, separates or whatever. But when it's something where you're not given an explanation, when you have your own issues and then this person is triggering your issues and you're like, you know what, they're toxic, I'm done. But that person may have took your friendship to, a, you know, held it to a higher esteem and you just cut off from them. That is an act of, and I thought about just like a breakup, like nobody wants to be ghosted and you definitely don't want to be ghosted from a friend who was a confidant and things of that nature. So I guess my point of saying that is, I think we need to be mindful of how that relationship dissolves. And if it's something where you didn't communicate, you didn't feel like you needed to just because of our own prideful issues or whatever, just, you know, maybe consider that that can leave a stain on somebody and it can affect them for the next friendships and trust and all that other stuff to come. And that kind of goes right into my point about how you're healing through the process. Seeking advice from a licensed therapist is a good idea when you are breaking up so to speak, out of your long-term friendship, because you want a good unbiased therapist that will be helpful in helping you heal and also be helpful in identifying things that you may need to work on for future relationships. Because every relationship is a building block for how we learn how to communicate with others, how we learn how to fellowship with others. So I think that every friendship, we should be learning something new about ourselves and getting therapy. If you've really lost a long-term friendship might help in doing this. And another reason why I say um, a therapist is because a lot of people tend to try to get advice from close friends or other people in that circle about what has happened between your friendship. And that person might give you advice that is biased, or they may speak negatively about your friendship or the the quote unquote ex-friend, which may cause you to just cloud your judgment, have more animosity towards the person. And this can really negatively affect your your healing process. 
So when losing a friendship, I, I think instead of seeking the advice of other people in the circle, I think professional advice through a therapist is really a good idea. I 100% agree. And if some people are not on board with the, the therapy, do some soul searching. And if you have a higher source, you know, pray about it. A lot of people, I hear a lot, the excuses always, you know, I guess people wouldn't think it's that bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not that bad or I can't afford it. It's too expensive. So I just want to make sure I give another outlet. I support therapy 100%. I'm a natural therapist. That's my field of choice. So I do support it. But if there isn't that choice, definitely pray about it. And I also want to add before we go on to the next topic, you know, that just piggybacking on reevaluating friendships and how we said that it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to end, you know, maybe the friendship was meant to end for that moment in time because you both were in a different place or transitioning into a different place in life. And I bring that topic up because I just reunited with one of my best friends from elementary school. We went to elementary school, middle school, and high school together, and we had plans to go to college, but our lives just took a a transition our senior year. I decided to go off to college. She decided to go into the workforce right away. So our paths just went different ways, and so we fell out of touch, and I gave her my phone number like a few months ago on Facebook, and she called me out of the blue this week. And it was like, we never like Left. skipped the beat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right like we, yeah, we were laughing and talking about the good old days and talking about our friends in high school and everything. And now we have plans to meet up for Christmas when I go back home. So it's like, sometimes, you know, it's time for you to take a pause at that time and, and space and yeah. live your life and then maybe reconnect later. Yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think that was good that you made that point as well. Yeah. So the next topic is having difficulty celebrating your friend's success. And I think that if we are all honest with ourselves, most of us have probably been there at one time or another yep. because it does happen to the best of us. Yes. And I'll read a piece of the article that inspired this topic it says something major just happened to one of your friends and suddenly you feel like your life isn't going anywhere maybe your relationship dynamic has shifted as a result of this exciting moment for your girl you find yourself questioning where you are in life you ask yourself why is my friend stepping into this exciting new world and I've been in the same place for what feels like forever whatever it is it's important to know you're normal so what do you think about this? <laughs> There's a lot that comes to mind. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I have definitely been the one that has been able to celebrate and also have them having a, a major accomplishment happen in life made me question my own self. So like you said before, we all have been there. Nobody's exempt from that. Um, but every time that I've not been able to be, I'm not going to say happy, but di- it didn't reflect back on me was because I was having some insecurity in that particular space, that topic, that whatever that was in my life. So I think that it's not easy whenever a friend is not supportive and it doesn't feel good when you can't give support or when you feel like you're not questioning yourself, like, okay, why is that not happening for me? And once again, 
it's always easier to say that it stings more when the person is not supporting us because we always like to see ourselves as being the person that can't do bad type thing. So it's just not a good place to be. And it's, and it, to me, it just brings you back to self-reflection again. I'm going to always, you know, say that self-reflection, what's going on with you. If you're the one that cannot celebrate your friend, what's going on with you inside of you? Cause it's all about what's going on with you and in your internal being. Why are you feel insecure? What is that about? Is it, are you, is it starting to question your worthiness? So self-esteem, so yes, it's time to self-reflect <laughs> for sure. I, yeah, I definitely agree. I've had moments when I felt this way and, you know, when I once witnessed a friend accomplishing a milestone that I desired for myself, yes. you know, however, when the feelings surfaced, I sat in those feelings. Like I, I just thought about it. I had, like you said, self-reflection. Yeah. I practiced self-awareness. I called myself out on it. These feelings aren't right, you know, that you have. You should be happy, happy. for your girl. And I reminded myself that it, life is not a competition. You're not in competition with them. You know, she deserved everything that was coming her way. And if God is doing it for her, he's definitely in the neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> you know, so my blessing was going to be on the way as well. So I had to really like come to grips with all of that. Um yes. You know, but when we act out on it, it's literally jealousy and yes. it causes the dynamics of the friendship to change. Yeah. And then this is an issue that we have to work out. Yeah. Yes. It's not, yeah. it's not healthy. It's important to definitely address it. Like you said, with yourself and mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I don't want to sound like a broken record. Just, you know, do that self-reflection and figure out what's going on with me, you know? And mm-hmm. I think also too, it might be best to not let the friend know <laughs> that you felt that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think there is a healthy way to say to someone, uh, if they pick up on it, let's just say they do pick up on the fact that you're not as happy for them. I think there mm-hmm. is a healthy way to say, you know what, you're right. I am having some issues or struggling with this. You having this accomplishment has touched in some insecurity within myself that I need to deal with. So give me some space mm-hmm. and some time to deal with it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think if a person is open enough and transparent enough with their friend to say that the friend should be able to receive that with grace and not just go on the front oh they're jealous of me I can't ever celebrate myself around them but you know because people do have their uh, personal battles that they don't really talk about yeah Yeah. but if but I what I can say is if you find Mm -hmm. yourself in a friendship whether you're the one that's always comparing yourself to your friend or being the one that that feels like your friend is never ever happy that is time to question like what's going on here because if mm-hmm. you're you know I have a friend where I yeah. give advice to somebody and she's always comparing herself to another friend I'm like but that's your friend like yeah so what is that, you know what, what is this competition like why is there a competition <laughs> so and it's not yeah. it's not just one time it's everything so mm-hmm. yeah and you know you always want someone in your circle that is doing big things I heard someone say before I'm probably not saying it in exactly the same way they said it but they said something to the extent that if everyone in your circle is you know complacent and not moving then you need to switch circles yes you know, you can't, you fish. Can, yeah, right. You're right. If you're the biggest fish on the pond, then you need to switch ponds. So, you, yes. you know, I think we should be happy and ecstatic that you have someone in your circle that is really accomplishing things because it really keeps you on your toes. It should motivate you to not be complacent as well, too. 
Exactly. I totally yep. agree. <laughs> yep. And so lastly, if you can name two positive things that sisterhood has done for you, what would it be? Two things. So I'm going to have to pause because what I've come to realize is that I am good at being a friend, but I suck Mm -hmm. at letting my friends be friends to me. So Mm -hmm. I want to be there for everybody and I don't allow it to happen to me. So I guess when I think about sisterhood and how I can adjust and what the positives are about it is that basically we are not an island. We should never do life alone. Mm -hmm. And so if you have somebody who wants to do life with you and not just Mm -hmm. a life partner in relationship as far as a male, female, but life partner as in a friendship and they want to do life with you and go through the ups and downs with you, that's a positive. And Mm -hmm. I mean, support is super important. So I would say support and not being an island is like the two Mm -hmm. biggest things for why sisterhood is important because we all need it. We all need support. We all need to know that when we're going through life highs and lows, that we have somebody who's going to be there regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And that, that definitely goes right into my two reasons and <laughs> my two things that sisterhood has done for me, because I think that sisterhood has definitely gotten me through some rough times. Not a lot of people know, but I was engaged a couple of years back and that engagement was called off and I was devastated. I was really hurt over that. And then within a few months of that happening, my aunt, who was like a mother to me, passed away. So I had like two losses because the loss of that relationship was like a death. And then, you know, I had the loss of my aunt and that really like took me to a really sad, you know, and, and dark place. And I think it was my friendships, my, my sisterhood circle, because I received so much support. My best friend flew down here and was with me. We went to mom's funeral together and it just really set a foundation for me to stand on. And that's what sisterhood is really all about to be there in tough times. I also think that sisterhood has taught me a lot about myself and it has really taught me how to be patient and how to love unconditionally, you know, as well too. I thought about that. Like friendships do help you to kind of see yourself in a different mirror. Mm -hmm. Yep. And especially if you have friends who are willing to call you out sometimes, you know, I think we all need those type of friends that are willing to be honest with us and not be in what I call your quote unquote, amen corner, telling you what you want to hear all the time. So if you have friends that are like that, who tell you when you're wrong, who praise you when you're right, you can see a reflection in yourself through them. So you want that in your friendships. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the yes, the yes committee. <laughs> right, yes right. Committee. Not the yes committee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and I'm blessed to have a lot of people in my circle like that. Yeah. And I'm definitely blessed to have you. That is for yes. sure. <laughs> yeah. Girl, an inspiration yeah. all the way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. And so I just wanted to thank you for taking time out on a Saturday night. I know you could have been anywhere doing anything because this weekend is Art Basel. <laughs> and so you you chose to be here with your girl and supporting me with the podcast. And um, I just want to thank you and just let you know 
while everyone's listening, if you ever need anything, when you get your podcast up and going, I'm more than happy to be be part of it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So everyone just look out for more projects with Nicole and definitely check out She Is Me. And that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to wish everyone a very happy holiday season. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast this year. I can't wait to bring you a bigger and better show next year. But listen, this is not goodbye. Let's keep in touch. Follow the eavesdrop on IG at the real eavesdrop underscore podcast. You can also subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the online community, and share the podcast with someone else this holiday season. So until the next episode, be well, be whole, and be blessed. Bye.